My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. An Erio's original. Welcome to Web Crawlers. This is our mini mailbag episodes where we play your voicemails and read your emails. I am Ali Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. If you are not a member of our Patreon yet, please uh, join at patreon.com slash web crawlers for as little as $2 a month. You can get access to bonus episodes, videos, um, pins, art pencils, um, some interviews with us, maybe if you're lucky, uh, you never really know what's going to go on in there. Um, the other day, I just read an article verbatim. Um, so join <laughs> if you want to. It was so long. I didn't realize how long it was. Uh, I got really bored. So anyways, that's that. Um, do we have any voicemails to play? We sure do. Wait, it's not asking me for my name this time. Is, is This has changed because of my rant that was aired on web crawlers a while back where I was like, I don't remember people saying their name. That thing, well, it's, it's streamlined, but I'm not ready for it. And I didn't jump into what I was going to talk about. But what I was going to talk about was, um, wait, fuck, this is for web crawlers. Oh, my God, did I say that? Um, this is, so this is for web crawlers. Uh, I was calling because, well, so I, I was going to call a while ago because I was, because my sister, who got me into your show, she stopped listening to you guys. And she <sighs> seemed all, like, pissed about it. And I was like, sister of mine, why would you stop listening to this dank podcast? And she was like, well, because they really flippantly said some shit about how, like, all cops were horrible people who became cops 
because they wanted to be bullies, and she was all upset about that because her husband was caught. Um, uh, I was like, maybe I should call them and tell them, even though the one chick who's, who's like, little voicemail aired after my last one was all, like, trying to, like, lecture you guys. I don't know. I'm not trying to lecture you guys. I'm just, I wanted my sister to keep watching her podcast. But anyway, and I thought, like, you know, I'm sure you guys see new ones. Um, whew, but then I found out that my brother-in-law is a philandering piece of shit. The fuck police. <laughs> <laughs> That voicemail really was a roller coaster. That was a roller coaster. I thought where we had another enemy and then it turned out yeah. we were all still friends. You know what? We're right. I mean, I don't think all I don't think all police officers are bad. I don't think that's I think No, I don't think every single blanket. Yeah, I don't believe in any blanket statement. There's just a huge problem. There's more bad than good. There's a huge problem yes. with pa- the power. I think what we're saying is that the, the structure of policing is bad. Yes. Um, it is a broken system. They reward bad behavior. But yes, I think that there's a lot of, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of really great police officers out there and they help a lot of people. There's a lot of fine people on both sides. <laughs> oh, I'm just no. kidding. Oh, I just no. like to be... I'm I'm trying to be the Joe Rogan of Erios, as Priyanka says. Oh boy, you're any you are you are not the Joe Rogan of Erios. You're like the um, oh no, Ira Glass. Wait, wait, you too. You don't carrot know. top. No, the carrot yeah, top. The carrot top. You're the prop comic of Erios. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're the Gallagher. Okay, <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy of Erios. Yes, that's exactly what you are. Another voicemail. Yo, it's me again. This is, uh, this is for web callers again. Um, I just left the last one. I, I don't know if I said my name or anyone else. You should leave that, though. Anyways, there was one other thing I wanted to speak with you about, and this seems relevant to your, like, business, etc. It's, like, really hard to find your guys' phone number. It was, this time I'm calling sober. I don't know how hard it must have been last time. But, um, yeah, I try to find your phone number online. Like, you're relying fully on people remembering your jingle. And don't get me wrong. It's a good phone. No, it's not. But it's pretty easy to, It's like, in the show notes. Different, different numbers in it. And so the, I, I called, like, four different phone numbers thinking it was you guys. And I just got, like, random people <laughs> like that. You know? Um, so, so I, you know, you got to end up Googling it, right? But I, I tried, like, I tried, like, six different Google searches before I finally found this phone number. And you know how I found it? I ended up Googling Erios phone number web crawlers and then in 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 quotation marks six two six two because I was pretty positive about the six two six two and then and then even then it's like the it's the third result but it's coming up on like pod Podtail, Acast. I feel like you guys have mentioned Acast, but I don't know what the fuck these things are. You know, I'm I'm just I, I even checked I even checked your Patreon. I think you guys what is it like two dollars or five dollars. I think you guys get like $2 a month. Anyway, $2 a month. And you don't even put your phone number on there? It's in the show notes. I'm trying to leave you a voicemail when I got to do like 45 Google searches. Anyways, I appreciate you. I do agree. Erio should add it to the contact of our of your website, maybe. The, the sure, number. you can do that. We can. I'll put it in the the bio of our Instagram. But if you literally go into the show notes, our emails there. It's yeah. the second line down. There are phone numbers there. Yeah, and honestly, like it's like I would never Google certain numbers that were embedded into my brain because the jingles were so good. You know, yeah. like if I ever needed to call um, 
Um, 800-588-6300. No, Okay. Or like, uh, 1-800-97-Jenny. You remember? Yeah. That was Jenny Craig. Or Salino and Barnes, injury attorneys, 888 million. <laughs> Call 1-888-8888. Is that one? Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's um, going to be, all, yes, we'll add it to I'll the add, website. We'll put it on our Patreon. I'll add it right now as we're playing the next voicemail. And then just remember it's 626-604-6262. Just know that the only other numbers in there are the 604 604 everything else is 626 yeah 626 and then it's 604 and then it's, and then it's 6262. 6262 i got it i got it i got it okay <laughs> <laughs> well here's another voicemail um hi this is for the web crawlers um i tried to call earlier and i was a little nervous so i hung up immediately <laughs> um this is nick bowen um i wrote you guys a little like song oh, yeah. for your show and i'm so happy every time it, you guys play it and that's i didn't think you guys would ever play it so that's a huge thing for me um um i love your show i've i've been listening to it throughout uh this these crazy times and this covid time um and i was just um wondering um if you guys ever heard of uh the jameson family it's a really weird case no. um I probably sound really stupid talking about it. I'm very nervous, but uh, yeah, um, there it's a really strange like um, family. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, if you guys check it out, that would be really cool. Um, anyway, uh, thank you guys for uh, playing my music and you know uh, everything and sharing my stuff. Uh, I mean, it means the world to me. So thank you. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Oh, thanks for calling in. Um, so I've never sweet. heard of the Jameson family. The Jameson family deaths of Oklahoma and the daughter mysteriously disappeared October 8th, 2009. Look into this. I've idea. never heard of this. Interesting. Okay, next message. Hello. This here message is for the web crawlers. I just. Okay. Talk to you about the last episode you had about that. Hawaii coat. Um, mm. First off, you got to give somebody credit to walk out of a four-day drug bender and come out with their own religion. I mean, <laughs> let's give credit where credit is due. And second of all, if being an alcoholic makes you a religious leader, then my father was Jesus Christ. Because that man was great. <laughs> I tell you what, he oh wasn't a God. nice leader. Oh, Maria, he wasn't a nice leader. How's your foot doing, nice. girl? Aww. I heard you stepped on a nail. <laughs> yes, I did. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> I hope you're doing okay. All right. Nice job. And uh, Melissa. Oh, no. Uh, I loved your hot take on Facebook being garbage. That was, you should have your own segment. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. I'm just chopped liver. Jeb hates me. Yeah, well. Um, yeah. How's your foot? Well, my foot's doing better. Thank you, Jeb. I appreciate it. That's very nice of you to ask. But yes, it's doing. You a don't have better. tetanus. 
Nothing. Not that I know of. Not Nothing from Jeb for me. A special shout out to Maria. A special shout out to Melissa. Nothing, nothing for me. Well, you're not saying anything that's resonating with him. Yeah. <laughs> Whose fault is that? You're right. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Here's a new, another, ah, another uh, message. Okay, web crawlers. This is Jack again. And Ooh, Jack. Slowly but surely, Jack has a great voice. Who's Jack? Podcast and make it about Bellingham, Washington. Uh, Another fun tidbit you might like to know is that uh, Kenneth Bianchi, better known as the Hillside Strangler, uh, was actually caught and arrested finally in Bellingham, Washington. Uh, he moved here with his family, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. he murdered uh, two women who went to Western Washington University, go Vikings, uh, and that's how he was finally caught and brought to justice. Uh, I did a little bit of research, found out he actually worked as a security guard at the grocery store I always go to, which I oh. never do. I feel like they should have a plaque or something. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I know it sounds like a bunch of horrible things, but Bellingham is a great place to live. Uh, come visit everybody. Um, and then, yeah, all the other people in Bellingham, like, let's link up or something. Like, it's a Friday night and I'm calling podcasts. So I need people to hang out with. Uh, and lastly... At the end of the last call, uh, you said that my voice sounded hot, and I've been living off of that compliment ever since. Thanks I just for all said you it do, again. Uh, and have a good one. Bye. Wow. Jack from Bellingham. Wow. Oh, my God. I said it again without even knowing that. You did. That means you really mean it. Have Have we ever seen what Jack looks like? I don't know. Um, I don't know. No, but Jack, if you could send over a picture. <laughs> Jackson um, in a pic? Like, I'm attracted to Jack's voice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Bellingham is a wild place. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, I got one more. I got one more. Um, hi, web crawlers. It's Rosie. I feel like I'm calling you guys so much, but like, whatever. So, first of all, your live show tonight was great. And second of all, forgive me if you talked about this in the sleep paralysis episode. I didn't listen to it because I'm very afraid of sleep paralysis. <laughs> and I also have OCD. So I was like, if I listen to it, I'm going to get sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I'm, I'm crazy. Um, anyway, but I think that I actually do have a type of sleep paralysis. I have these crazy dreams, um, where, so like I already, like I have very vivid, um, scary dreams basically every night. Oh my God. Or if they're not God. scary, they're at least like unsettling. Um, but the weirdest type of dream that I have is I have these dreams where it's almost like I'm like halfway to lucid dreaming. So basically in my dream, I'll wake up from whatever, like from the nap I just took or whatever. Like if I'm having, if I'm taking a nap, I will in my dream, get out of my bed, walk to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, do my stuff. And then I'll realize in my dream that I can't open my eyes. And I'm like, that's weird. Why can't I open my eyes? I can't see anything. And then it starts over. And this happens to me all the time. It's very scary because, like, when I wake up for real, I'm like, am I opening my eyes? Is this real? Like, what's going on? Um, so I constantly am having these dreams where I'm realizing that I'm, like, still asleep without technically realizing I'm asleep. I'm just like, oh, what a weird situation in real life that I can't open my eyes. And then only after I wake up do I realize it was a dream, you know, like a normal dream. But isn't that weird? And I texted my, I like messaged my doctor about it because I was like, what is going on? Um, and she said that it's like a mild form of sleep paralysis, which is like so scary. The first time it happened, I, I was taking a nap in my car what? before work. 
And I kept having the dream that I was waking up and going to work. And then, like, something would be off, and then I would realize that I couldn't open my eyes. Isn't that so crazy? Like, yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm giving you this message right as I'm about to go to sleep, and now I'm very concerned that I'm going to have these dreams again. Like, let me know if you've ever experienced this, because I feel like I'm the only person that this has ever happened to, but it would be cool if I would. And then okay, ends. that happens to me, too. Explain. I have dreams where I'll be in the dream and like I can't open my eyes in the dream, right? Like, and it will feel like it's it. It's not like I know I'm dreaming, but like I'll know in the dream that it's like Jesus. Why can't I open my eyes? Like I, I'm trying as hard as I can to open my eyes, and I can't open them. And it's I've like never heard sens- of this. That's crazy. And it's like this sensation of like this really like being like not in control of your body and it will happen with like your voice too like you'll be like i'm trying to talk why can't i that's happened why can't i like it's it's a crazy feeling it's terrible yeah and you're just like and it's oh my god i'm realizing that yeah this does and i have like ocd like a mild ocd where like i'm very uh i there's probably something like really connected did you have strep throat as a kid no oh right that whole connection god but we should look into that we should do a part two of sleep paralysis we already did a part two we should do a part three (laughs) yeah part three part four (laughs) whatever or maybe you could do it on angelic encounters (laughs) um do you know i i recorded an intro to that can we hear really if i played it from my computer could you hear it probably not Hi, I'm Angelica Counters, and I no, it's Ed- am on the case. Hello, and welcome to Angelica Counters. I am your host, Allison Siegel. Each week, we... <laughs> Each week, what? <laughs> I can't... Yeah, what do you do? I can't tell you yet. <laughs> You'll see. That's exciting. Yeah. You know, we'll see. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now, should we get into some emails? Sure. This one is personal to me because I'm the only one who freaked out during the live show. I don't know if, for those of you who weren't uh, watching or listening to the live show, this one guy, Rory, called in and he was like telling his story. And then like every few minutes, there'd be this sound of like, it's not like in the background. Yeah. Like, and I'd be like, what is that sound? And he'd be like, oh, sorry, it's my chair. But it's like not the sound a chair makes. It was like a demonic (laughs) laugh. And and then he'd try to make the sound again and it wouldn't happen. And mm-hmm. I was the only one freaking out or thinking it was weird. And people in the YouTube chat also thought it was weird. But like Melissa and Maria like thought it was normal. No, I didn't. We all thought it was it's weird. weird. Yeah, but it was really weird. <laughs> not just kind of weird. <laughs> so Tasha sent in an email with the subject line in all capitals. I am not okay. Two exclamation points, two question marks, two exclamation points, question mark. Guys, what the fuck? (laughs) I've just listened to this week's live show and whatever the fuck that sound was during Rory's story scared the fuck out of me while I was driving. Now I'm home in bed in the dark and I hear a similar sound from my window to the backyard. It sounds like someone is trying to start a broken chainsaw. Fuck you guys. Fuck Rory and fuck this fucking noise. Sorry for all the fucks. I'm just so scared. Love you lots. Tosh from Newcastle, Australia. Huh? Wow. She she gets it. That was like a curse that Rory brought into our lives. Yeah, I was like, he's like, sorry, that's my chair. (laughs) What? No, it's not, Rory. That you're holding someone hostage in your home. Okay, that's my two cents. This email is from Kelvin. Says, "Hey, all." Long time, first time, I wanted to make a suggestion for a murder mystery that includes just a bunch of insane shit. I moved to the Detroit area two years ago and was doing my regular Googling of the area when I ran across these weird child murders. They're known as the Oakland County Child Murders, and at the time launched the largest murder investigation in American history. Weird. Four young children were murdered, and they all happened along M1 Woodward Avenue, which is a major road in the area. And the police launched an investigation and had few to no leads. But a few weeks after the murder, a letter from a mysterious Allen claiming to be a BDSM sex slave of the Oakland County child killer was sent to a psychiatrist in the area. And it gets weirder from there. I don't want to give all this away, but this is the craziest murder story I've ever read that has never been mentioned on any true crime podcast I listen to. Um, Although a radio story about it did win a Peabody in 1977. It's 2020, baby. It's 2020, baby. I know this doesn't include any aliens, demons, or mushrooms, but it's still an insane mystery with tons of conspiracy theories behind it. Love the pod. And also tell Maria her work in Drunk History was amazing, and I'm going to miss the show. Stay classy, Aww. stay nasty, Kelvin. That's interesting. That, I've never heard nice. of these Detroit, Oakland, either. Child murders. Add that to the list of uh, episodes. Seriously, Thank um, you I would love to do that. Um, 
Here's one uh, about Natalia, the true orphan, um, based oh, off the, the movie The Orphan was about it. Um, hey, ladies. And she kind of agrees with our assessment. Hey, ladies. Love you all and love the podcast. I'm currently binging it a little bit behind. But there are a few things I wanted to say about the Natalia episode. Okay, so my son has CP and has had several bone density and bone age scans done to help determine why he wasn't growing. Those tests tell the age of your bones so they can be on point ahead or behind. It's used to tell the health of the bones and to determine why your child isn't getting taller. Also, we have custody of my niece and who has had a really rough life. At age nine, she was impatient in a child psych ward for violent behavior towards our other kids, which stemmed from depression and anxiety because her life as a kid sucked. She had to take care of herself, like food, school, clean clothes, everything. In a lot of ways, she is very grown up and very childlike. What upsets me about these parents is that the poor girl clearly has severe trauma that they aren't handling. Yeah. Also, there was a Law & Order SVU episode where a girl made a career about pretending to be a foster kid. Love you, ladies. Thank for making. Thank you for making this awful COVID experience better. Crazy, yeah. So that was a whole crazy debacle. Yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, I think we kind of also erred on the side that this was a girl with a lot of trauma and also like a physical disability who the system really. Yeah, her like over. she was actually the age that like she said she was. Like she was a young girl, and that family was just like. Just like deserted her. It's crazy. It's like those fucking YouTubers who I can't even. Oh my God. I cannot even like, I hate them so much. If you don't know, I don't even want to talk (sighs) about them. But like these YouTubers like adopted an autistic son from China, like knowing he was autistic. And then like three years later, we're like, actually, no, thank you. And then like rehomed him. Yeah. Like he was like, it's too hard. Yeah, it's just but they would like put up YouTube videos like all the time, like look at our happy family. Look how yeah, like a, like a YouTube family, like everything's perfect and like we love everyone. They like and, used like, they him for a gave prop. Up their son. Yeah, so and they deleted the videos that have him in it. Like most of the oh, videos. they did. Oh, oh my god, yeah. There's still a few oh. you can see where he's like in the background. Horrible like, people. They, yeah, crazy. And all the videos were like our special family. They like tried to capitalize on like adopting a special needs child. And then, but they secretly were like, I actually don't want to do it. It's fucking insane. That poor kid. Um, This is from MJ. Subject is two chains, four diamonds. Okay. Hello, web crawlers. I'm a huge fan. Biggest fan ever. Not to brag, but I've listened to you guys from the jump and everyone else is a poser. I thought I would email you guys to share a few of my Bethel church stories with you. In high school, I had two friends who I also happened to be coworkers with. One of them randomly disappeared and showed back up at work a year or so later. He told me that he went to this school in California called Bethel. Oh, no. He was extremely weird when he returned and thought he was a psychic and could heal people. I ended up thinking it was hilarious and introduced him to a few of my other friends he would say ridiculous. <laughs> hey, look at like, Tommy. <laughs> hey, he thinks like, uh, he would say ridiculous things like, I know you wore Pokemon shoes when you were six, didn't you? <laughs> what? That's like what? me trying to solve a crime on web crawlers. <laughs> yeah. There's a safe involved and safe shipping, shipping scam. <laughs> uh, he tried to heal my dad upon meeting him and told him he could heal his back pain. My dad was like, uh, my back doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Shortly after that, yeah, not yet. Shortly after that, he convinced my other friend to go to Bethel. She turned insane as well and kept in contact with me through social media. 
During this time, she would tell me strange things like God was leaving hidden diamonds all over the school and they were finding them left and right. What the fuck? She also told me that one of her legs was shorter than the other one, but God healed her. (laughs) She claimed she saw her leg grow right in front of her own eyes. She ended up meeting her husband at Bethel, who sadly underwent conversion therapy there. Wow, you guys are awesome. Keep them coming. Also, do you think I would die if you sat on a bag of MSG while drinking Dasani, (laughs) Mac? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, dude. Bethel Church is crazy. And I I don't know if you would die if you sat on a block of MSG and drank Dasani, but I would myself. I'm not doing it. I'm not anywhere near that. Jesus Christ. Here's one. Oland Murders. Have we read this yet? No. This is from Uyan. Um, hi, hello. Uh, big fan, love you all equally. Let's get into it. I am a Canadian and I watched a CBC documentaries on the Olin murder. It was structured very much as like a hot take on a well-known story. It starts at the retrial portion of the case. It was a huge deal in Brunswick, but I admit as someone who lives in in Ontario, I hadn't even heard of it until the ads for the series started. Um, the most interesting part to me, this is the one where it was that like rich, that really rich guy. And they think he was killed by his son. Yeah. His son was wearing Murdered that suit in his office. Yeah. Yeah. And then he also had that, uh, that, uh, Oh, the secret affair mistress. Yeah. Mistress, uh, the yeah. most, the mistress, uh, the most interesting part to me was the obvious police ineptitude and subsequent corruption. Uh-huh. It was clear they mishandled it, then lied, uh, to try and cover it up. While the retrial was happening, they had to do like a complicated thing to ensure the jurors were impartial. So it took forever to find people who didn't already think he did it. And while the juror interviews were happening, apparently a police officer was doing secret background checks and giving intel to the prosecution, which led to a non-juror trial. They only presented to a judge, which is what Dennis's team wanted anyway. They also explained why the cell phone ping was bullshit. Or at least not as damning as it sounds. It's also hard to predict which towers get pinged when they overlap. And apparently it was just as likely to be at the mistress's part of town as his. The suit jacket had trace evidence, which is like barely anything. They had footage of him leaving the office with no blood, none in his car or anything. Another angle, but that doesn't mean he didn't hire someone. Sure, this Another angle is that Richard, yeah. Another angle is that Richard also did that business thing where you buy a failing company and gut its resources and lay everyone off. That's what they did in Pretty Woman. He had a oh. history of not, <laughs> he had a history of not paying the employees before he closed the businesses. So the list of people hating him was really long. Oh. Um, that's a good, that's an interesting point. Um, but the uh-huh. gra- craziest part was that the person who rented the space below Olin's office was there potentially when the murder took place. But lo- but wasn't there like a pool of blood that was like soaking through the floor? It was like wouldn't dripping that- down. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't that person have been like, there's blood on my forehead from I must the ceiling? It took a while for it to like seep through, I guess. Because it was yeah. at nighttime. Right. No one was in the um, office, I guess. But lies under oath to change the time because he didn't want to clear Dennis and said so on the stand. 
Um, I don't think he's innocent because what right, what rich white dude is good point, but it was so botched and terrible that can it, but that it can never be retried. The best part of the docuseries is on the last episode. We're hearing Dennis sadly talk about how his life will never be the same. And the filmmaker pushes in real close and asks if he did it. Very Dateline type energy. (laughs) Anyways, I love that. Anyways, uh, I love the show. Um, I laughed so hard I cried when Maria was yelling at you two about LA's beauty. Y'all are the best. <laughs> you should look into the Wendingo. It's one of the fave cryptids from Canada. Bye. Oh, and yeah, because we we couldn't figure out how to watch that Canadian Olan docuseries because it was like you had to have a Canadian account anyway but thank you well martin is has a canadian passport so maybe there's something he can do like call the embassy or something i tried to put in his number in the spectrum account and it was what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) huh la's what do you think about la's beauty now maria yeah maria well i think that it's gonna come back that it's the beauty is still here but sometimes you know what they say you know it's what they say deep. They, um the dark night well they say that but they didn't i say was that in raised night. in they, it you were just born in it but i was raised in the darkness who says that? that bane okay that's dark knight <laughs> rises i'm talking about the dark knight and in the dark night, they say it's always. They say it's always. I'm Bane. The dawn. That's a good impression, to be honest. <laughs> That's a good impression. It's pretty Alice. good. <laughs> this is Bane. I was raised in the darkness. <laughs> you were just born in it. That's good. <laughs> oh, and who? Do, what does that mean when he says that? I can't explain it to you if you just don't understand it already. <laughs> Because I don't think Bruce Wayne was born was ra- was born in the darkness. You just adopted it. Hold on, let me see the real quote. <laughs> oh, I is that what he says? That makes sense. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man, and by then it was nothing to me but blinding. The shadows betray. <laughs> First of all, how did you get this quote so quickly? Do you have this saved somewhere? I googled. Bane quote about darkness. Oh, you think the darkness is you is your ally, but you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Oh. Okay, so this is a whole monologue about appropriation, which is <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, where Batman appropriated the, the darkness. darkness. Yes, wow. Yes. Damn. No. Okay, so in the Dark Knight, he says, you know, Two Face. Before he's Two Face, what's was his name? Harvey Dent is like, it's always darkest before the dawn. Right. So you know who else says and, that? Um, Florence and the Machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so both Harvey Dent and Florence and the Machine both say it's always darkest before the dawn and um, Gotham will rise. You know what I mean? That's, that's what Adele LA, says. LA, <laughs> what? No, she doesn't. Her we should have a Marvel right. podcast where we just talk a about Marvel like, podcast. That's not even Marvel, Allie. That's DC. <laughs> it's God. the same thing. <laughs> it's always darkest right. before the dawn. It's always darkest. <laughs> <It's not laughs> shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Whoa. Shake it off. Shake it off.
<laughs> and know. it's hard to dance with the devils on your back. <laughs> so, so shake, shake it, it off. off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun. Anyways, uh, please send us emails. Send us voicemails. If you want to hear my new album of Bane singing Florence and the Machine, you have to subscribe to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash webcrawlers. Um, Maria looks shocked. Um, I am, I'm surprised we haven't gotten a million listens yet. We're at like 800,000 listens or something. Everyone, please tell one friend or two friends to listen to the podcast so that by the end of the year, I think we'll get to a million. We'll get to a million in like the next month. I really hope so. Send like an email blast, make it your Facebook status, write a tweet, (laughs) And just if you're a supporter, like just let your friends know so that we can really, you know, say that we've had a million listens. I think it would really help the community. (laughs) Anyways, I'm Allie Gotham. I'm Allie the Penguin Seagull. And I'm Melissa. Why so serious? (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that. And I'm I'm Maria. Um, I'm 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 Maria. It's the Batman Plasucci. <laughs> All righty then. All right. Bye. Bye. An Elio's original. Powered by ACAST. 